prepared or brace for impact. Prepare for unconventional money moves for the Mavericks who dare to defy the status quo. Introducing the financial dynamo himself, Joshua Kravchik. So, Kevin Kreider, happy to have Kevin with me today. And Kevin's doing a lot of cool things. I actually just met Kevin, and he doesn't know this, but on my honeymoon is when I first saw you on the uh, Bling Empire show. My wife and I were just like, let's watch this Bling Empire show and see what's going on. And uh, you had too much time was- on your on your honeymoon, didn't you? <laughs> Had a lot of time. Yeah, had so, a lot of time on your honeymoon, didn't you? Yeah, of course. And I really liked like what you got going on. It seems like the last couple of years for you have been very fruitful. And so I'm excited to hear like more about how you got to that point because you seem like the kind of person that had to like fight for everything that you have up to this point. Yeah, I mean, like, look, it's, it's still today, despite what everybody thinks or sees from the outside or what the press has, it's still a fight today, right? Um, it, it's it's one of those stories where it's like you think you kind of made it, but no, it's this is where the real fight starts, actually. Uh, I think a lot of um, my, my whole story has been from the beginning, just never feeling like you belong, like a part of... Uh, community because I was adopted when I was very young. I was three years old. And so immediately you see a lot of faces that don't look like yours. And a lot of the faces that are in the community know you don't look like them. So you get bullied and picked on a lot or even worse sometimes is just ignored. Um, So I think that's where my story comes in is that it's always been a fight just to be seen and heard and, and told that these experiences, prejudices, biases are, are real. Um, and how real are they? They're damn real because I'm in a position right now, which is great that I'm on our num- number one reality show. I don't think yeah. it's number one right now, but it's like at one point it was, and it was still a struggle. You know, <laughs> It's like, I, I still got to a point where I'm like, damn, am I going to make it next year? Like, is, is, is this just fleeting but it's like you know i don't want to get into race and politics but it's like if i were some handsome white dude we wouldn't be having this conversation but yeah man dude book the campaign for calvin klein in my underwear george Oman, yeah whatever you know i'd be modeling i'd be killing it and here i am as an asian model and i haven't even booked a modeling job since since uh, the show's aired like how ironic is that right it's like I go in as this model and actor and I come out not being a model and actor and having to transition to being an entrepreneur um, instead. And I got to tell you, it's not the most pleasant experience being an entrepreneur while being a public figure. Um, so it's it's still a struggle today. Like a lot of people think it's just easy street, but it's not like and none of the friends that I have have really helped me along the way. Like I know a lot of them try to claim and think they have, but it's like, you know, none of them have invested in me. 
none of them have really made any meaningful connections to people that could help me out in my life and career. Yes, mm -hmm. it's fun going to birthdays and having some bling parties and stuff like that. But it's like they don't pay the bills, though, you know. Um, so I think a lot of my struggle comes from what I just think it's just bias. You know, like a lot of people pass me up for acting roles, modeling jobs immediately because I'm an Asian guy. Well, we're not looking for an Asian guy. It's like the only place where you can be racist, right? And not book somebody or hire somebody because they're a race. Openly, mm -hmm. by the way. I think a lot of people do it unconsciously, but like openly you can do it in, in entertainment and um, in modeling. So I think that's where the, the overcoming of that obstacle comes from. How do I, one, share about it without coming across as like, you know, um, entitled because I wasn't entitled. Like I did the work I felt and I knew I was just as good as any other model out there, but yet, you know, you just don't get as much opportunity because there's just not many casting calls for Asian male models. And so you, you, what do you do? So I took all of that experience and shared openly about yeah. it. And what I ended up doing was just sharing my own experience about being an Asian male model, which then got me onto like platforms like the TED Talk or uh, Huffington Post videos. Um, and Huffington posted videos years ago and they just started and they were getting millions of views back then. So I shared my experience and how it drove me to like a lot of uh, feelings of losing my confidence and depression and anxieties and mm -hmm. how I overcame it and dating and modeling. And that drew the attention of a lot of people in LA and at a right time. And that led to more opportunities <clears throat> Just sharing my experience in life. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough to grow up not only in, probably like a household where like it's a loving family, but you always just kind of feel like an outsider, no matter what kind of feelings that you have. Yeah. And then um, if you grow up a little different than everyone, you know, kids are mean, man. Kids, kids are brutal. Are but they'll say what's ever on their mind. So they're, they're brutally honest and brutally mean. <laughs> exactly. But what I realized too, is going in a beauty industry, uh, it's basically like grade school and high school just with grownups, you know, like they're still, you know, you're different. You don't belong. You don't fit in because of this, right? Like all that stuff. So it's like, oh, but you got the coolest like He-Man collection and X-Men collection. So you're kind of cool, you know, so you kind of buy your way into things and show things off. Um, but it's a, it's a very this journey has not been easy and, and nor did I ask for it to be easy. You know, I don't yeah. care for it to be easy because I do see the extreme of when it's easy, you are an asshole, you're entitled, you're a prick, you know, like uh, I shouldn't say that to everybody, but <laughs> I just say like, yeah. I've seen when it's too easy, you lose. And if you're not all of that, you just don't have a purpose. It seems like, and it's, it's a struggle to be, like grateful and live life for a purpose, right? If you're not that other extreme. So I've seen both. Um, and so I think when people who like are like me, I'm like, you know, I come from zero. I know what zero feels like in having it all and getting it taken away and what zero is like again. 
and then building myself up again, having all these setbacks. So when hopefully real success happens, you know, and I consider real success is like, you know, having the basic stuff that, you know, normal Americans have, you know, um, family, home, car, something, you know, like, and I know that seems like objects, but it's like, what I mean by that, it's like, it's, it's just like, I shouldn't, I, I fear and struggle that I'll never be able to obtain those things. Like the basic things that normal people have. Um, now people will say, well, why don't you just move outside of LA? I'm like, yeah, but that's, that's the problem. It's like, LA is my location. This is where I, I want to be, have to be. I don't actually live very extravagant. You know, the most I do is pay for rent. You know, I don't even have a car here. I don't go out to fancy dinners unless somebody else is paying for it. You know, it's like, I don't really have yeah. all the expenses. So, um, but what I was going to say is like, I, I feel fortunate enough to have these struggles so I can share about it and people can relate to it and just be like, let them know they're not alone. Like all these people that are out there saying it's so easy and they made it so early in life. That's not the norm and nor should you compare yourself to that because here I am. It's like, people might think I'm successful, but I'm like, no, I don't think I am at all. Actually. It's like, I think I'm very normal in my success and actually, I think it's very abnormal how little has come from such huge success, you know, um, mm-hmm. being in the public eye and stuff. So it's this weird little thing that, you know, I kind of just struggle with. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's like we all have some sort of uh, what limiting belief sometimes where like you get into these big rooms and you look around and you're kind of like, how did I end up here? Or yeah. you're in a room and you're like, uh. I don't think I'm in the right room. And even though you've been on television, like people can see you have a following. You've started uh, developing sans. Uh, you know, to some people be like, man, I wish I was what Kevin is. But you're just like, yo, I'm just getting started on this. And you still have so much more work to do. And so yeah. it's like that. It's that, uh, you know, you're getting pulled in both directions per se. Yeah, I mean, trust me, it's not like developing a beverage company is not the easiest, right? You you run into a lot of obstacles. You run into a lot of uh, money problems. You run into a lot of, uh, well, how do we sell this now? Like after the hype of the show's over, who do we hire? Like how can we find more investors? How can we find uh, more people to help operate it? How do we get this? Because it's like, you know, I'm doing um, – you know, I'm going to a lot of these places and doing demos and talking to people, getting them to try out the product, like spending my own time with that, which, by the way, I have not made a single dime from this company and nor will I for quite a while. Like I'm not even taking a salary or anything. It's like, if anything, I've been giving money to other people to help run this because I realize I can't be the operator, CEO, founder all at once. So I, you know, have other people on this now. But I found that myself. Like I, I went out, put myself out there. Um, it's not just me sitting in my apartment waiting for shit to happen. It's like I actually went out there, put myself out there, had the meetings, had the execution, found the right people, and bringing it all together this whole time. Um, and it, it hasn't been easy in the sense of like, even with that, it's still not easy at all. And I don't know where we got this concept that it should be, you know, and I should be on easy street at a certain age because i mean i'm 39 nowhere near easy street 
But some 25-year-old or 30-year-old tech person might be like, oh, God, he should have been a millionaire by now. It's like this snotty judginess that we have on ourselves and other people, right? But mostly ourselves, by the way. It's not other people, actually. So I, I know I'm my own biggest critic because, like you said, a lot of people are like, oh, I'd love to be in this in this opportunity. Let's just say it's not what I thought it would look like, though. And I think that's what a lot of people think. It's like once you hit success, too, it's not what it looks like. A lot of them tell me getting there was actually more fun. Yeah, I mean, it's like um, <clears throat> I meet someone that's success successful and I want to be where they are, but they want to be where I am or where you are. Like they would definitely trade the places. But yeah. it's weird because like you want it's like a reverse psychology. It's like you got to like how how do you it's like how do you enjoy the struggle like how do you make the struggle fun every day right it's because they call it the process right and like the the climbing to success the process of it is more exciting and fun than when you're there you hear by so many people like i've met so many successful actors and movie producers who say the same thing they're like oh my god it actually was more fun and i'm like you know what i'm 39 years old i'm tired of that fun just get me like, I just want to like, I'm tired of that fun process part. Like, I just want to go out and do movies. I want to act. I want this beverage company to run on its own. Like, I I, I don't want to do demos, but I do it. And by the way, we do it well. Like, you know, we were just at Erewhon and we sold out twice of uh, mm -hmm. inventory there in three hours, less than three hours, which is like kind of cool to say, but it's like, it's not that I'm not going to do these things with enthusiasm 100%. I'm actually going to do the opposite, do my best. But what I mean is just like people would think, oh, Bling Empire, he's set for life. No, not even close. Trust me, not even close. Like I thought about I, I had to downgrade at some point, you know. Then I realized, okay, it's picking back up. I didn't have to downgrade. So I, you know, I moved apartments in the last, uh, you know, I think six weeks. I moved to three different apartments. And so, I realized, so you're, oh, so you're still on the grind, man. Still on the grind, man. Like going out there, like talking to my acting agencies and trying to get an mm -hmm. actually, I don't have an acting agent, but now I'm in, in almost close to having an acting agent. I had a management. Uh, but I realized I think I also need an agency as well to to put me up for auditions and stuff. Go back out there, audition, you know, like all that stuff. And uh, I just think it's it's just part of the grind while still trying to run a company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely tough to do multiple things and have 10,000 balls up in the air. Um, on top of like, it seems like to me and you got like, the camaraderie of being on a hit television show yet. You're just, you're just a normal dude trying to do his best every single day still. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, it's like, I, I think that the deception and this is where precedent really do me well is when they said, Oh, he's got an LLC. He's got like this company. Now he's definitely worth at least 10 million, $15 million. Like, man, they didn't do me good on that. You know? Cause it's like, cause it's not true. And yeah. I wish press could be held a little bit more accountable for stuff they put out there. Cause it's affected my life and not in a good way, actually, you know, because mm. it's not what 
it really is. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so when I reach out and like ask for help or, or need financing for things, people just think I already have it. So, you know, first of all, you don't get people to reach out as much. You have to do the reaching out. Uh, people just assume you got it all taken care of. You're, you know, you take together. It's like, you don't need the money or, uh, you know, they go after you cause they think you have money. Like who knows? It's just, all of these things, it doesn't do me justice because it's not actually what's reality. What is reality anyway? I mean, you, you could be not, in your mind, me, you could think. Not me being worth $15 million, that's for sure. That's Well, in your mind, you could think you're worth a billion dollars. And if you believe it, who cares? But at the same time, like you're going through the same challenges and struggles that everyone's going through such as like am i gonna have enough money to make rent this much and stuff like that it seems like which is very interesting and cool that you're like so open and honest about that well i would say it's probably i mean here's where i do think i've made the sacrifices i don't spend on things objects Right. Like I don't spend money on clothes. I don't spend money on a car. I don't spend money on uh, throwing birthday parties or events or expensive drinks, like all this stuff. It's like all this shit's kind of given to me, you know, like through um, uh, people who want me to endorse them, which is cool. They don't pay me for half of it most of the time, which is, you know, that's a different story. But it's like so I don't pay for much because <laughs> I don't have these needs for much like i don't have a car because i don't find i need a car i can take the subway or a bus or uber if it's too hard to get there right um so i don't really do those things and so um i don't go out drinking because i'm sober so i don't spend money on alcohol which saves a lot right so i do have enough where it's definitely not month to month but it's enough for me to be like, okay, well, am I going to get my next acting role? Am I, and, and I have some comfort knowing that, okay, I don't have to book an acting role this month. I don't have to make my beverage company profitable enough where I can take a salary this month. I can delay that um, mm-hmm. because I don't, I have enough, right? But it's just not enough to buy a car and have that comfort. Or uh, have a home, like an actual property I own, and have that income that's safe enough to say, like, okay, I don't need to book a job or I don't need that salary for my company. Because, first of all, we don't have enough money for me to take a salary from my own company. Uh, I pay other people in the meantime to do the things I can't do. Um, Two, uh, I want to live in a home where I feel comfortable coming to and uh, feel inspired and feel like – I don't know if you know this in LA living, it's like you either pay a lot for a good home or you pay very little and you got a crappy home. And it's still, by the way, a lot from an average American. Right. And then you pay for a lot for luxury living, but they cut corners everywhere. So it's not really luxury living. You live in Ikea, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So you're still pursuing the acting and the modeling. Is that like, just something you're so passionate about, like you're not going to give up on it? Never. Uh, so I've definitely laid out prop. Most likely I'm not a model anymore. That's for sure. I haven't booked a job for a while. Uh, acting 
that was always my my main focus and passion for a long time because I never planned on getting into reality TV. It just kind of mm. happened um, after I was considering giving up being in TV and film as an actor. And I said, oh, this is like, you know, it's interesting because I don't see any Asian American reality people. Uh, I get to be myself and hopefully it changes the perception of what Asian Americans are in reality TV, like what I wanted to do in TV and film. And now the opportunity to start acting again has come up, you know, booked a couple of small independent films and it's cool. Mm. Um, I realized, Oh, I do have a knack for this again and go back and audition. Hopefully that um, leads me back to what I wanted to do was be an actor. So um, the whole beverage kind of just came out because I was like, Oh, I'm sober. And I saw that, this is just me, but it's like, I hate when a lot of brands aren't that authentic in, in their messaging and meaning or brands don't even have a brand story. They're just like, Oh yeah, we just want people to have this non-alcoholic alternative because uh, it's different and we're trendy now, you know, but it's like, but why, you know, like a lot of brands don't answer why and what's their story. And so I reached out to a lot of brands that are non-alcoholic and said, you guys are missing an authentic story for your brand mm -hmm. and, and we could drive it. But, you know, obviously they're doing well enough, but they're like, okay, we don't need that. But I think the brands that are authentic can win at the end. Um, and I just want to merge the two because I think it's important. Um, you know, I want to do it for the sober community. I want to do it for the community who doesn't drink or wants to drink less. Yes. But also to like be authentic with it. Like, you know, we want to make, maybe you wouldn't be sober curious, if sobriety was seen as cool, you know, mm -hmm. and sexy, but it's not. So of course you're going to just dabble around and be like, well, I'm playing with it. You know, it's because you're not all in because there's nothing out there that really makes it cool and sexy. Why would you want to be a part of something if you're, it's not cool and sexy? By the way, if you see people who are sober and they're not proud of it and they're not cool and sexy and they don't think it's cool and sexy. So why would anybody else want to be a part of it? So my thing is I'm doing the opposite. I'm like, I'm proud. I'm sober. Yes, I'm in a 12-step program. It's sexy and cool, just like anything else. It's just that nobody talks about it or shows it. You know, they're all kind of like either ashamed or, or they're stuck in, the, in, the, in the, the traditions of anonymity, like all that stuff. So, um, you know, my thing is if I get the chance to talk about it and be an example for it, sure, love to. But I just want people to know everything I'm doing that's cool and successful around the eight. It's it's sober. That's my life. This could be yours, too. You know, it might just look different. That's all. Yeah. So, like, you're, you still want to pursue acting. You got the beverage company. So, like, for example, right now, my wife's pregnant and she goes every all of her friends just want to drink. So I was like, yo, I'm going to buy I'm going to buy some sans. And so that way she can have something to drink. Like who else could this drink be for that could perhaps solve a problem, which the problem I, I feel as, you know, you get older is the people keep doing the same things. It's just like, let's go for a drink, Kevin. Let's go do. But like when you're a kid, what do we do as kids? We go out and we do stuff. So how do we get people to go back to being like kids, which I feel like everyone wants to be as happy as a kid. Yeah. So, I mean, this, 
any non-alcoholic beverage doesn't even have to be mine. It's just, it's for, for, for me, especially since we put really healthy ingredients in it, like ginseng and L-theanine, um, I learned from the health and fitness world, this is something I wanted. This is something I needed. Um, when I was dieting for bodybuilding competitions, I was afraid to go out because there was nothing out there for me. So what am I going to drink? Water? I was like, I hate it. It's boring. It shows no personality. It's stupid. I can drink water anywhere, right? And be a part of uh, the buzz, right? Uh, but it's like, you're not really a part of it though. Because there's, you know, whether people realize it or not, the association with water is just like, okay, you're dry, you're boring, whatever. But when you market and brand something and make something for a specific person, that changes the perception, right? You don't feel sexy holding a glass of water with lemon, right? You will feel sexier holding one of our beverages up. Because that's what it's made for. We designed it and we marketed it. We put story behind it. So you could feel good while you hold this can, while you're out with other people who do drink. So it's really for people who aren't just pregnant or sober people. It's like, because sober people, whether you realize it or not, they just want a healthier lifestyle. It's for anybody who wants a healthier lifestyle. So about the sons, I got, can you like... Can you mix it with stuff? Is it meant to just be drink? Like, does it have like multiple ways that you can consume it? Yeah, so uh, you can you can mix it. You can you can. Uh, I've heard it tastes good with tequila too, obviously, <laughs> uh, and vodka. Because I mean, the whole inspiration was for Dragon Ginger was to kind of replace the dragon uh, to replace the Moscow Mule for when people go out. And so I think that it, it can definitely be used as a mixer or just a, a zero proof cocktail in a can. Or I've seen bars and restaurants um, actually work on creating really cool variety drinks with um, our beverage, Dragon Ginger specifically, um, and to really be creative in how they are bartenders now. You know, you, know, you get a drink that's near perfect by itself you could literally just put ice and little garnish of ginger on it and there you go uh zero proof cocktail in a in a cup but like you could literally add other flavors to it to make it more uh of a cocktail or make it look even cooler in a glass so it's it's very versatile <clears throat> yeah that's cool definitely definitely there's definitely a need for it it's just uh getting enough people to buy in to yeah. what that looks like. Uh, and that's like a huge struggle for a lot of people. There's a lot of people that uh, have a drinking problem, yet they don't believe they have a drinking problem. Um, but I mean, being that you used to be an alcoholic, how has like not drinking saved you in terms of money terms of your health in terms of getting to like where you are now like do you feel like you could be where you are if you didn't make that adjustment i think not drinking creates the person now like for, for instance it's like i know so in, in in china or or an asian culture thinking they think that if you can't drink and control your mind when you're drinking like and behave a certain way when you're drinking. You're 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 undisciplined. You don't have what it takes. But I actually disagree. I have the oh, so this is a this is a culture thing too. Culture thing. I okay. actually think 
for you to be able to say no and to have the discipline to say no to alcohol and not fall underneath the peer pressure or give two fucks of what other people think about you or to lose a business opportunity because you're not drinking is actually you're stronger than the person who just accepts it and says, okay, I'll just drink and try to control myself when I'm drunk, right? That's not actually real mind control. My real mind control and discipline is being able to say no to drinking when everybody else is doing it around you. So I actually do think me being who I am today has developed a stronger mindset, will, personality, everything, because I was able to say no to short-term benefits for a long-term gain. You know, my health, the way I think, uh, even the words I say are so different now because I've been sober for so long. Whereas I look at my, my self tapes or when I was speaking, when I wasn't sober, it wasn't as articulated because I couldn't think, I couldn't process things as well. I couldn't process my emotions as well or my experiences. And by the way, when you drink, you have less time to do shit. You just don't you know, have as much time. It's like, you know, when I really looked at it, I was like, damn, I spent just as much time drinking and preparing to drinking and to recover from drinking. I spent more time in that than I did working. I worked 50 hours a week, like personal training. But when I looked at, oh, my God, every night that I went out, spent two hours pre-gaming, three hours actually out of the bar, two hours post-gaming, right? 20, 18 hours recovering from being hungover. <laughs> I'm like, this is, I spent so much more time and energy drinking and money. And what could I have done with that instead, right? So I think that's the thing too. It's like when you take away the drinking too, you realize you're not doing anything. Even when you're around with friends, right? Like, what do you do when uh, a lot of guys go out? It's like, oh, just come over for a beer. What, what are you doing? You're just drinking, having a beer. You're not really doing anything productive with your time, right? So I just do think, though, there's a different mindset that comes from me now, a different personality, different way of living, better mindset, more clarity of mind, right? <clears throat> that there's no way I could be where I'm at. Because there's, I can, I can name a few examples in my life where I just wanted to fucking just go off on people, right? Like, but I realized if I would have, there's no way I would have landed these opportunities I am right now. But like when I'm not drinking, I'm like, okay, look back, develop some patience, a different mindset, you know, like not react on things as much, uh, not be so impulsive, uh, think of other people, you know, be more empathetic even. Um, I develop those muscles as I get sober because that's just what we do when we get sober. We develop those skills. Um, and so I think you actually end up, I ended up becoming a better person and, uh, and it's definitely led me to a different world. Like, and actually it's probably even made me a better, more real authentic uh, actor even because um, you know, and this is not me saying like, I'm such a great actor that I have a lot to work on, but like the number one thing that a lot of people tell me when I'm, I'm on screen or acting is, is that I'm, um, is that I'm, um, it, it, it seems not just genuine. I was going to say like, it seems more natural. Sorry. Natural is the word. Like you don't look like you're acting or you don't look like you're trying like to act or something like that, which is the number one actor's 
biggest problem, right, is that we look like we're acting or we're coming across like we're acting. It's not natural. Um, and so I think that's a huge compliment, but I couldn't have done that if I was drinking, if I, if I getting sober, if I didn't get sober, because drinking numbs your emotions. So then your emotions are off, you know, of situations mm -hmm. or real life, what's happening in life, you know? Yeah. Would you say like everyone's acting though? Like, <clears throat> even if you're not like an actor, like when you go out to a, a place and you're drinking, like people are, you know, attempting to, you know, put out a certain uh, energy or convey themselves in a way where people are receptive to that versus, right. you know, it seems like some people are just scared to be themselves, which drinking allows them to, you know, loosen up per se a little bit. So acting, it's funny because like acting is behaving in an imaginary circumstance, right? Mm -hmm. Real life is just behaving in a real circumstance. It's not imaginary anymore. But by the way, a lot of these imaginary circumstances could be real, just not in your real life. <laughs> I believe me as an actor, what I do is translate what's real and authentic that's actually happening and putting it on camera with words that weren't mine, right? But you make it your own. Um, and I do believe the best actors, it's a real life thing that happens. That's why a lot of actors get emotionally drained or excited after they're done acting because they, they lived a real life experience. And the camera doesn't lie. If someone's living a real life experience, you see it, right? What I think it just makes it different is that there's lights and cameras, it's different words, obviously. But if you want to say, are we all acting? Sure, 100%. It's just that in real life, there's some really shitty actors, you know, <laughs> like in real life. You yeah, no bullshit, you know, like if they're being real authentic, you know, and acting is actually quite harmless, though. We know it's just imaginary, right? In real life, though, I think what I've learned from acting is to just pay attention, listen, and be authentic with the responses and to, to really listen to people. And I think and, and to read a situation, right? Like, I think that's what acting's really taught me, because that's what you have to do when lights are on. Lights and cameras are on you. Like, read a situation. Listen. Don't think of the script. Respond authentically in the situation, right? That's what acting is to me. But yet, we do this in real life, too. It kind of almost just teaches me to be more of an authentic person. Yeah. I mean, I've never attempted to be an actor. However, you do well, I think everybody how... should take an acting class, to be real, like. You know, I came from the like business. like an improv class or something or like acting, acting. Yeah, like an improv would be really cool for people to do, because I think improv is the first step to acting. Right. But you got to be able to learn how to improv, live in the moment, respond to things, listen. Right. That's it's also called a Meisner technique. Meisner is really about listening and responding, you know, in the real moment of things, um, getting you out of your head um, more than anything. So I think that's where a lot of people. Um, can be good on TV or hosting or uh, you see really bad actors on TV or even people on reality TV or hosts who are bad. It's because they're thinking too much, not actually listening to the other person. They're thinking about a response. So I think acting teaches people not to do that. And I think that's what's really cool about it. Um, and I think, yeah, everybody could. I think three things people should 
do just in general, 12 step program, take an acting class, take a business class. Because as I've done all three, I just see so many creatives only blame business and corporations and all this stuff. But as corporations, they like are like, well, they treat talent poorly too, you know, at times, you know? And so I think if both sides could be empathetic because they learn about each other's crafts and businesses, I think we could actually run as a better world. And then 12 Steps is a spiritual program. I just feel like everybody needs 12 Steps, whether they believe in spirituality or not. It just makes you a better person. Yeah, I can't say I've gone through the 12 Steps. <laughs> uh, I have been to a meeting, though, to support a friend. Um, and going to a meeting was uh, it's definitely enlightening to uh, yeah. see well, people steps. just put it all out there. 12 Steps is just very practical, right? It's like, it's just about morality, morals, ethics, like, and just, uh, I guess if you're Buddhist, you would say it's about cleaning up karma, bad karma, putting in new good karma. It's very simple and practical in the world. That's all. Yeah. So are you, you're all in on acting and you're all in on sans. So those are like your two main projects. Now, let's just say one decided to skyrocket would you would you give up one for the other or is these things like kevin's all in you're gonna see this to its conclusion like no matter what well i i do believe a lot of actors and people in entertainment should have their own businesses at some point um and not rely mm -hmm. on other people's businesses or brand deals and stuff like that like you should be passionate about something that you create something that could possibly stay and sustain on its own. I think every per actor or somebody who's got something going for them should do that. And, um, might be harder if like you have no traction, like you've never booked an acting job or been on a TV show in a long, probably a lot harder. Uh, I, I'm grateful I have that opportunity to have um, my own beverage company and stuff uh, to be able to have that opportunity. But I do think if one took off and the other didn't, let's just say that uh, Tajan beverage takes off with sons and it's like, okay, great. You know, um, let me go back to acting then a little bit more because if I do acting, I get to tell a story. It's authentic to my brand too. And, and, and my beverage company, and it's just better for Tajan beverage overall. You know, it's just so much better for it because then I get to go out and recruit people you know, to help the beverage company itself, uh, share my message of sobriety more, brand it better, like all this stuff just makes it better. So I always see it as a 360 opportunity for myself. Um, and also too, just it makes it better because it's like I have a purpose for both. Like my purpose is to destigmatize and empower and normalize sobriety. My acting and modeling, well, I want Asians to be portrayed in an empowering way, not so disempowering. You know, like I, I see it in simple things in life, right? Like, you know, the, in the Asian community, we're always like, well, you know, we're always seen as pushovers. We're always seen as meek, weak, docile, just a buck tooth nerd, right? And by the way, people treat us as so, you know, like people aren't afraid to tell us and demand us and tell us how to live our lives but they're afraid to tell other people because they know they're going to get backlash and they can't push them around. 
And so my thing is with acting is that I want to portray and play roles of strong, empowered Asian men and to act alongside with strong, empowered Asian women who have different personalities and ways of viewing Asians, right? Like, you know, as a white person or a black person, there's many aspects of blacks and whites are, that are seen in TV and, and movies and film. And by the way, plenty of different aspects, right? Nerds, tech geeks, criminals, athletes, romantic leads, superheroes, Asians, we got the tech geeks. We got the fucking lawyers and doctors. You know, we got one superhero. Great. Like, you know what I mean? It's like we don't have enough to counteract all the negative stereotypes that are out there yet. You know, and it's happening now. Trust me, by the way, it is happening now. Not ignorant to that. We just need more of it. So that's why, like, I feel like acting is just so meaningful to me because I want to portray that as well. Yeah. Have you have you considered writing a story to share yeah. with the world? Are you working on that? Totally. I have for quite a long time. I, like I, I don't know if people know this, which most people don't. It's like I, I started writing a long time ago uh, with Comic Book IP, which actually is going to start coming out next year. I have a team, I have a team meeting with uh, this comic book distributor um, and platform that's huge, you know, and I'm excited to share with that when I can, but um, I wrote my personal stories behind it. Um, you know, I'm not going to be a writer on it though. Unfortunately, I'll just be the creator and a producer on it, but it's like, I've written so much and people have taken my ideas and writings and turned it into something, which is great. And it just seems to keep happening, you know, which I'm okay with, but it's like, yeah, I've written stuff. It's just that I find that I'm better as a producer and creator than I am the actual writer on things. And, you know, I've considered hiring a ghostwriter or a great editor to take my memoir and turn it into something better, right? Like, you know, I have great stories and stuff and meaning behind the stories. It's just that I have a hard time structuring it like a real writer could. So, like, I have been working on that, um, writing scripts, short films, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I even find being on Bling Empire, like, that's writing. Because I'm mm -hmm. telling my own life. Now, do I get a credit for that? Fuck no, I don't. If, if anything, people have taken my ideas and stories and actually turned it into something else, right? Um, and it doesn't even involve me, which is unfortunate. But, like, I, I, I'm a great storyteller. Like, my whole life on Bling is me just telling my stories. Yeah. That could be something cool. Uh, but something that's, like, different is when you're creative, such as yourself creativity is actually the difficult part but finding someone to like put it all together and organize is actually like there's more people that can do that than do the creativity part yeah i, I don't disagree but you know you don't get as much credit that's for sure yeah well that's the tough thing is receiving credit yeah we're not receiving credit yeah yeah, no, like, trust me, it's a little a disheartening at times. It's a little disheartening at times because it's like, you know, some of the credit that I get is that, you know, and by the way, this varies from fan to fan, right? Some people are fans of other castmates and some people hate who, whatever. It's just the way it goes. But it's like a lot of the fans watch me because of me, you know, because I'm in most of the show. It's really kind of like 
at least in season one, it was very much Kevin's perspective of this fantastic world and tried to carry it out in season two and three, but like, I'm not in control. You know, other people wanted the limelight, so they gave him a shot. And I think that was actually kind of a mistake at times, you know, because it's like, I have the creativity to do stuff. I have the creativity to improvise, do things on the spot. Like, I just know I do. Other people don't, and they wanted to think they did. But, you know, I think after season two and three, we've proven that it's not quite like that, you know. Um, so, yeah, I don't think I get enough credit for, like, carrying a show. And so, like, where are people knocking on my door to, like, you know, have me host or do my own show of some sort, right? I still have to be the driver to create that myself. And look, I'm not complaining. about. I'm just telling you, like, this is just the way it is. It's like, because I don't get enough credit for that. It's like, well, people just say, like, well, then now I got to produce and create it myself, which is fine. It's just like another extra obstacle. But it's like, yeah, I don't. I don't think there's enough credit that goes around with credits do. Uh, people steal credit from everybody all the time and shit. You know, it's like, and I guess the way I like to try to think of it is I have so much creativity anyway. It's like, okay, you can take something from me, but I have so much more to give, you know, that like you'll never be able to take everything that's in here. You might keep trying to steal from me or like take my ideas and make it your own. That's that's another thing that people do, right? They just say, oh, well, I get inspiration from everywhere. So then you took that idea. Like, you know, just changed a couple things around. Um, but it's like, look, we all do it though. Um, some people are just more obvious about it than others, um, but we're all inspired by something. And I get that. Uh, but I just think when inspiration turns into results, like what we did with our show, uh, you should give a little bit more credit. That's all. And I think some people might feel like they just weren't given credit for all the years that they did before. So it's their time now, which I don't discredit that, but it's like, you know, still be nice once in a while. That's all. Yeah. Being nice is, uh, difficult for some people. Yeah. Shocking. Right. Or doing the right yeah. thing. is just hard for a lot of people, which is kind of shocking. That's all. Mm -hmm. So is there going to be like another show? Are you done with the show? Are you on to like next chapter? What, what does that look like? No, I mean like, look, <clears throat> I love my show. I mean, how could I not? It's like my story and other people's story and it's a cool world, cool people seeing things that people never seen before, especially through the Asian American lens. Um, it's a very meaningful show. It's the first of its kind. There will be never another one out there like that that could say that they made as much of an impact as we did in the reality world, right? Um, and so I think it's really important to continue it. Um, no matter how bad or good it does, I think it's super important to because, uh, you know, I hate to sound like white people are allowed shitty shows that don't do well all the time that still go on. You know, it's yeah. like, why can't Asians, you know? So whether it does really well with the viewerships or not, I don't see the reason why it can't continue, you know, other than like, oh, it's just not up to the Asian expectation, which is like, it has to be an A plus TV show, you know, like, and so I think we're too hard on ourselves. And, and by the way, like, because we're too hard on ourselves, it kind of translates to the rest of the world, how they treat us too. It's like, you know, you're either grade A plus or you're nothing at all. You know, and so, like, I think it's uh, it's time we have a trashy, bad show, you know, like, who cares? You know, like, in the beginning, I was too prideful. I was like, yeah, I want to show the world something different. And we did. But to to keep up with that in the sense of, like, 
do we always have to be like that? No, we're allowed to have bad seasons, bad shows, trashiness, like all that stuff. Goodness, like humanness, heartfelt stuff. All, we're allowed all that. But it feels like we're not, you know? And that's what's dehumanizing about being Asian at times. Like we're not allowed all that stuff. So my thing is, I love the show. I'm not done with it. But I will say, like, do I want my own show eventually or to transition out of into acting? Yes, 100%. Like, I'd love to transition into acting because I just feel like I'd be, one, be able to more impactfully tell stories because more people just watch scripted stuff, TV, scripted TV, movies. Um, and you just get a lot more respect, you know, even though people don't realize how hard doing a reality show is, especially when you're one of the main focuses, you know, it's easy to be in a reality show and you're not really a main character, you know, but it's hard when it relies on you a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely something uh, people don't realize how hard it is. I'm sure it's just crazy. You wake up, you wake up and like there's a camera there. Like, what does that look like? No, I mean, like, look, they follow your life around a lot, but it's just you have privacy for a lot of things. It's I got to tell you, like, it's not hard work once the cameras are on. What the hard work is, is being vulnerable enough to share yourself a lot and to take the risk that people might not like what and you got to deal with it for the rest of your life. That's the hard part. It's actually kind of harder than even acting at times, because at least actors, it's judged on their performance and the show's good or people are like oh that guy's an asshole character you know but then he keeps booking more asshole characters but people don't really think he's that character you know what i mean like people don't treat scrooge mcduck you know just because he plays scrooge mcduck and think he's cheap you know like person who doesn't like christmas it's like they it, they're judging the character you know um, but now they judge us as real people. And that's, that's, I think, even more challenging than being an actor at times. So there are things that are challenging as an actor, too, like lines, memorizing lines and living the character out. That's hard. Um, you know, so there's pluses and minuses. But I think both are just equally hard, just in different ways. So I think um, unscripted people don't get as much credit as well. Yeah, it definitely is definitely not as easy as it looks. Uh it's definitely entertaining, though. Definitely, uh, I definitely enjoyed the show. And in terms of like where you mentioned at the very beginning, like you've done everything on your own. Like uh, it's crazy how you can have a birthday party and fifty friends show up. Yet when you start a business, no one shows up. So like with that, with everything that you're working on, like how could people? potentially support you to help get you you know maybe push you up to where you're looking to go like there could be that one person out there that can make a whole difference like i i tell people you're always one person away from like your life changing positively or negatively that's true i could see the negative part too even in my life today um you know i have that person in my life right now i actually have many people now in my life who's uh made it very negative but also too there's also the flip side many people have made it positive but I think the one person that we could really, um, it's just, it takes a village, right? It's not just one person. I do think that when people find that one person that it's like, yeah, sure. It might've been the start of a lot of different things. Like, you know, I hate to sound like this, but it's like, you know, you need that one person to give you a chance to give you a voice. Like for instance, like that one person was actually Jeremy Lin back then. 
You know, like we did a, a I asked him a question on YouTube, posted it up. All of a sudden, I became a valid person to talk about Asian masculinity along with Jeremy Lin, right? Then it became something different and bigger, right? Like, and then people saw me as an actor and reality TV person. Sure, great, but you need that one person. I get that. That one person now could probably be like a VC or something, you know, or uh, an operator or CMO of some sort, like, or a marketer. Like, actually, we have an interim CMO right now who's doing pretty good. But so it's like, it, we could just use that one person that really believed in us who could actually take it, who maybe has experience in the beverage industry. Or I just need that one director or producer who's just like, yeah, I love Kevin as a as a person um and he can act he's good looking on camera like all this shit we got a role for him let's let's see what he can do you know you just need that one role so it's like kind of crazy it's like yeah you just not one person to believe in you so um that's where i think it could really lead to it's like and you know that's what the real gripe and that's the conversation that kind of happens in the asian community and entertainment it's like are we actually helping each other or are we just here to just all celebrate our own victories separately and we're just it looks like we're here elevating each other who knows right like i actually don't know the answer but at some of these galas that's what it seems like is that we're just here to celebrate individual victories we can't really help each other out you know or or if we can we don't want to you know or we don't believe in each other yet or maybe we come from a scarcity mindset. Who knows? But I'm just saying that, like, you just kind of need that one person to actually believe in you. Yeah. It's and you're right. I don't I actually don't know who that person is. Is it a director? Is it a producer? Is it a writer? Who is it? Is it a VC? I don't know the answer to that. But I do know viewers could just buy our product, you know, and enjoy it and share it with other people so the work gets out. Or, you know, follow me. Like, I think it's so amazing to me how many Asian fans come up to me, tell me how much they love me and my show, everything I do, you know, I've helped change the world, blah, blah, blah. And they don't even follow you on Instagram or TikTok or nothing. And I'm like, the reason why I say that is because actually it does help because when I post something, you'll know about it. You know, like you follow me for a reason because you want to mm -hmm. see things that are happening and doing and supporting somebody. So I do see when you follow your public figures, um, it's, it's you giving something too, you know, and you getting something, you know, you get what you get. It, it's this weird thing. So I, I just say that like, even like as a viewer, if you're a fan, actually like, yeah, just follow, follow your fans. Or I mean, follow your public figures or your, your idols, you know, like, if you really are a fan and idol of those people, right? Um, so I just think that could be, it's so small, but it's so big because it's like, you know, maybe a year or two down the line, you're like, oh, I actually do like this movie that Kevin's in. I'm, I'll buy a ticket, you know, like who knows? Or whatever. Oh, I'm not thinking, I'm thinking about not drinking now. I'll, I'll buy a case of signs. Like you just never know. Yeah. If, I mean, I don't know how many followers you have, but if 1% of them all bought some sans, it'd be a good day. It'd be a great day. <clears throat> so, uh, I mean, I look at that, I'm like, damn, even if 1% of my followers bought a case, which by the way, they haven't, I'd be doing good right now. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be having this conversation of like, man, we need a little bit more support here and there. Like, 
yeah, like, um, you know, I have this problem of like, I don't know where my next paycheck will come in. You know, we wouldn't have any of that conversation. So it's like, it's very, it's an interesting conversation you brought up. But yeah, if only 1% of those fans actually really support it by, you know, putting in a dollar for whatever, you know, or putting in a case order, like it would be totally different conversation. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm with you on that a hundred percent. I'll even think about ideas for you. Maybe, maybe I won't come up with any ideas, but I'm down to support you. When I saw you on the show, I was like, I like this guy. I don't know him, but I just liked you on your skateboard. You seemed cool on the show. I literally was like, told my wife, yo, I got Kevin coming on a podcast today. She's like, no way. That's awesome. So to anyone out there, just know, like, keep doing what you need to do every single day and you'll end up making a difference. And even if you're on a reality TV show, not everything is what it appears. Nope. Kevin's still grinding. And I like that. I like that you, uh, you know, you're just being brutally honest. Well, I think that's the problem too. Everybody thought like I've been grinding this whole time. It's just that now I have more to grind with, right? Like I think people just thought I was just maybe maybe we need to see you grinding on Instagram. Like yeah, see you grinding like yo in a warehouse or something. I do like, do that, but it's just on my other page too now. So I think I what, got what's your more. what's your other page? Uh do you sons.com uh at do you sons. That's the instagram handle but like i do think you're right like i probably should post a little bit of the grind but you know it grind is a little boring too at times i think you know this right it's like a lot taking, of are you taking pictures of everything and documenting it all stuff, document i probably should document a little bit more you're right on that so but i i did promise myself this year more i'm gonna i'm gonna do a lot more in social um you know reels tiktok youtube shorts even develop my own podcast so i think um you know, because I want to create more video content and and have these more meaningful conversations. Because I noticed a lot of people want me on their podcast. I'm like, well, why don't I just do my own then? You know, like I just think it'd be great to have more options than just being asked to be on a podcast. You know, true that. Yeah. yeah. What will your podcast be about? Don't know yet, but I just want to throw it out there right now, and they'll they'll start it, and hopefully the conversation will lead to what it really is. You know. That's awesome. Well, keep grinding. I uh, appreciate man. you taking time to hop on and uh, keep doing it, brother. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.